we're looking at tonight, a heart of peace gives life to the body. And so that's what we are looking for. It's what we want. We get it from the Lord, the Holy Spirit living in us. So what are we doing? Proverbs 14, verse 30. One verse. So, boy, we'll be through in a hurry, won't we? Well, maybe not. Maybe so, maybe not. Uh, but it says in Proverbs 14, 30, A heart at peace, heart at peace with God, gives life to the body. But envy, desiring what somebody else has, rots the bones. And so what is he trying to tell us here? And what, So basically what we're doing is going to do tonight is a... Uh, a word study, if you will. Just we got to break all this whole verse down and, and just look at some words and understand them so we understand what God's trying to say, say to us about heart at peace gives life to the body. So we need to understand the word heart first because we gotta, got to have a heart at peace. Well, the heart is the center of spiritual activity. Wherever God is working, He's working in our heart first. We're going to work in our mind, going to work in our soul, our body, but He's working in our heart first. So the center of our spiritual activity is our heart. But the heart is also the home of our personal life with its desires. So wherever the desires come from and that come out of us, it begins in our hearts. Our emotions and our feelings, right there in the heart. Our courage, right there in the heart. Our heart's the soul, our soul. And so that's what's eternal. So here we have all our character, all of our being, if you will, wrapped up in our heart. Our desires, our emotions, our feelings, and our courage comes from our heart as well as where our soul is. And so that's what he's talking about. So when he says the heart gives peace to, the heart at peace gives life to the body, he's talking about our spiritual activity, the home of our personal life, our desires, our emotions, feelings, and courage. So when all of that is at peace with God, then it's going to affect our whole body. When our desires, when our desires are at peace with God, that is affecting our whole body. Because now what is our body craving? Whatever God wants. Whatever God's doing in our life. What about our emotions and our feelings? Our emotions and feelings are just going all over the place and changing every moment and up, down, and all around. Where's the peace? But what's it doing to our body too? What about our courage? All through the Bible we read where God says, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Have courage all the time through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. And so if our, our heart is that courage, having courage that comes from God, the Holy Spirit living in us, then what's it going to do for the rest of our body, you see? But if all those things are changing up and down, in and out, what's it doing to our body? You see, God said in Matthew chapter, or Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, they were asking him about eating food that they were considering not proper for a Jew to be eating. And Jesus said, hold on. The things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. That is, whatever the words that come out of our mouth, have you ever heard somebody say something that they maybe shouldn't say, and they say, a slip of the tongue, or I don't know where that came from, or I didn't mean to say that. Where did it come from? It came from the heart. It was there all the time. Whatever they said, whatever the slip of the tongue was, was actually a slip of the heart. Because see, the heart is the center of our spiritual activity. The heart is the home of our personal life, our desires, emotions, feelings, and courage. And so those words that come out of our mouth come from our desires, emotions, feelings, and courage that come out of our heart. 
Jesus said the things come out of the mouth, come from the heart, and these are what make a man unclean. Not the food we put in our body, but the food, if you will, that comes out of our body. He said, for out of the heart, out of the heart, the home of our personal life with its desires, emotions, feelings, and courage, out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. It wasn't that somebody just woke up one morning and say, um, I think I'll go steal a car today. It came from the heart first. It's in the heart. It's the home of personal life. It's desires, emotions, feelings, and courage. And so Jesus is saying those evil thoughts, those things that we're thinking that are evil, that are awful, that are terrible, they didn't just pop in our mind one day. They were in our heart to start with. Anything about lying, thieving, slandering, whatever it may be, he says it's already in the heart because that's the center of our spiritual activity. That's our personal life. That's who we relearn. That's our character. It's where our desires, our emotions, feelings, and courage come from. And so Jesus said if it comes out of the mouth, it came out of our heart because that's who we are. In fact, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart, our spiritual center of activity, that God raised from the dead will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe. It is with your center of spiritual activity as your home of your personal life, your desires, emotions, feelings, and courage, your very soul. It's with your heart that you believe and are justified, made right with God. And therefore, out of your heart, it's your mouth that confesses your salvation. See, it all goes together, our heart and our mouth. And so if our heart's not right, well, our mouth won't be either. If our mouth's not right, it's because our heart's not right. And so they all are, they're both tied together because Jesus said whatever comes out of our mouth comes out of our heart. So if we're testifying Jesus as Lord, Master, and Savior, that's coming from our heart. It's just coming out of the mouth. So then do you see, where we're going back to Proverbs 14, 1430. It's the heart at peace that gives life to our body. So if we've got a heart that's right with God, and so whatever coming out of our mouth is pleasing to Him, and we've got a heart that's right with God, and we're confessing Jesus as Lord, then our body's following that, you see, because we're at peace, first of all. So here we go with another word, and either look at that word peace, because a heart at peace is a heart that has freedom from rage and chaos of war. We've said it many times throughout this year as we look at peace. Uh, sometimes the worst chaos and the biggest war and the biggest battle going on around us isn't really going on around us, it's going on within us. It's in our heart. Because our heart says... I've got desires, emotions, feelings, and courage, and that's the center of my spiritual activity. And so what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I doing? What am I desiring? Where's my courage? And so if we've got peace in our heart, we have freedom from rage and chaos of war within our heart. It means our desires, our emotions, our feelings, and our courage is at peace with God. It means we've got harmony. We are in harmony with God. We're walking with God. We feel secure. Sometimes you hear, hear people say, I feel so insecure in this relationship. And they begin to describe that relationship with whoever it is. And I feel insecure in that relationship, meaning that I feel like something's going to happen in this relationship. They're going to walk off and leave me and not want to be around me anymore and cut me off Facebook and not text me and call me and email me anymore. I'm insecure in this relationship. But if we got peace with God, we have security with Him, knowing that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. We have safety. We feel safe in our relationship with God. We feel contentment 
we just feel settled down in our heart. We live in a day and time when so many people are just unsettled. You know, what are they going to do next? What's going to happen next? Where are we going next? What, what's next? What's next? What's next? I don't know. But can we be settled down in our heart regardless of what's coming next? Follow Cheryl and I just one week. Watch our week just unfold. She says, you know, she's not one of big on plans. She just lets things happen. I'm big on plans. I want things to happen a certain way. And then every week it changes. Going about my morning last Wednesday, got a call from Judy's sister. Five minutes for him fixing to meet with my brother and my nephew. And he says, my niece has killed herself. Judy's brother's daughter killed herself, committed suicide. Changed the whole day up. We left, had went to Ravel, spent most of the day over there. You don't know what's going to happen in a day's time, but can't you be settled down in your heart in a day's time, no matter what happens? We can if we have peace with God because we're free from rage and chaos of war. We have harmony. We have security and safety and contentment with God because we're settled down in our heart. Because Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not, do not be afraid. Jesus said, don't have a troubled heart. You know why? Because I'm going to give you peace. Don't be afraid because I'm going to give you courage. I'm going to give you peace. Romans 5 says, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ because we've been justified through faith. Romans 10, 9, if we confess with our mouth, Jesus, Lord, believe in our heart, God raised from the dead, we'll be saved for it's with your heart you believe and are justified, made right with God because of our heart. Therefore, since you have been justified through faith, you're at peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have peace to go through whatever it is going through, no matter what. A settled heart, harmony, content. So, therefore, a heart at peace, a heart that's got freedom from rage and has harmony and security and safety and contentment, a heart that's settled down, Gives life to the body. So now we look at the word life. What is life? It's fresh flowing water according to the Hebrew Bible. According to the Hebrew word. Fresh flowing water. The Hebrews were really in need of water at all times in Israel. Israel overall is, is a dry and arid place. And they need water. If they don't get water, can't grow crops. No different than America. So to them, life was in the water. We need water flowing to give life to the earth so we can grow a crop. So life is fresh flowing water, but it also means active. Life means their activity, something's going on. Life means a revived like the springtime. Now, we're all ready for winter get here, aren't we? At least fall. Okay, some are saying no. <laughs> at least fall maybe, huh? <laughs> okay, fall. Uh, but at least get something done with this heat. And then winter will follow and everything, no, won't be any leaves, grass can be brown, and you know, all this can be cold and all those sort of things. And we'll be saying, Lord, I can't wait till springtime, spring, springtime. And springtime comes. Everything begins to bud out. That's the word life. Revived like the springtime. And we have life and life more abundantly. We have this springtime going on within us. It means refreshed and renewed. 
That's what life is. It's refreshed and it's renewed. And we should be feeling that every single day. Say how? Because Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Who's he mean by the thief? Satan himself. Not somebody trying to break in your house. Not somebody trying to break in a store or building or something like that. He's talking about Satan. Satan has this on his mind, this desire for each one of us to steal any joy we can get, to steal any peace we can have with God, to kill us and simply destroy us in any way he can do it. That's his motto. That's his motive. But Jesus, on the other hand, says, wait, hold on. I've come that you may have life. I've come that you may have this fresh flowing water in your life. I came to give you activity. I came to revive you like springtime. I came to refresh you and renew you. That's what Jesus said he came to do. He said, I've come to give you life. Not only that, but give it to the full. Some versions say, have life more abundantly. A full life, an abundant life, an overflowing life, a life that's full of this water that's going on. And we can have that. How? Through Jesus. As he comes to our heart, as he comes to our life, as he comes to our soul, as he comes to be the center of our spiritual activity and to make our personal life with its desires, emotions, feelings, courage under his leadership and under his guidance, then we have that full and meaningful life like we have tonight. Don't we? Jesus said in John chapter 11, he said to this woman, he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And he was asking, do you know who he was asking this to? This question here? Do you know the scene here, where, what's going on? Somebody's died. Who's died? Lazarus. And he's asking his sister this question. Martha, I'm the resurrection and life. Do you believe that? And who, he who believes in me will live. Do you, do you believe that, Martha, Mary? Even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And so he's asking her that, but he's asking us the same thing. Do we believe that? Do we believe Jesus is the resurrection and the life? The one who has life, the one that's fresh and flowing water, the one who is active and revived like springtime, refreshed and renewed, and can give the same thing to us. He said, that's me. And if we believe in him, we will live. Even though we die, we're going to die. We're all going to die. But we'll still live and have eternal life. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die, spiritually speaking. So you ask her, do we believe that? Does she believe that? But more important, do we believe that? And if we believe that, do we live that? Do we live this out every single day? Because see, the heart at peace gives life to the body. This heart, the spiritual center of activity where Jesus lives, this home of personal life with its desires, emotions, feelings, and courage that Jesus controls, the soul this heart gives peace. This heart at peace with Jesus, with God, gives life to our body, gives us revival, this refreshing, this renewing. Do you feel revived tonight? Do you feel refreshed tonight? Do you feel renewed tonight? If the answer is yes, great. <laughs> we should be because of Jesus living in us. But if we're saying, well, I don't know, kind of, sort of, maybe, I, I'm not sure. Sometimes, maybe, you know, I don't know, we could, Probably have a long discussion about that maybe, huh? How are we going to get it? Through Jesus. Jesus filling us with the Holy Spirit. Because see, a heart at peace with God 
produces a body that is secure, content, settled down, revived, refreshed, and prepared to face any hardship. I don't know what hardship's coming to me this week. Last week of death, week before death. Had a Wayne Skipper's daughter call this afternoon. Their plans had been to just, you know, gather family up at the house one day and just talk, fellowship. She said, her and Ms. Vining have been talking about it. I if they could come up here next Saturday. Meet in the fellowship building, just bring their family in, bring the food in, and just eat and fellowship. And I wonder if I could come and just speak and say something. And, and for us to come, be a part of that, anybody that wants to, and just encourage them and build them up and be a part of what they're going through. They're suffering, they're hurting, they're having a hard time. They're facing a hardship. How do you face hardships like that and any other hardship that you may be facing? How do you do that? Heart at peace with God produces a body. Secure, content, settle down, revived, refreshed, and prepared to face any hardship. Are you prepared to face any hardship that comes to you this week? Any of them? Any hardship? Say, well, if it's this or this, I can face that and that. But uh, this other, I'm not sure. We can be. Because a heart at peace gives life to the body. Heart has to be at peace with God tonight. Are we there? Or do we need to get there?